Welcome back, my fellow Disney addicts, to another My Disney Addiction episode. Hey everybody, it's Chris, your number one ghost host. And, and, and I am your Disney detective, Greg. So how's it been, Greg? You know, it is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. So isn't today today and not tomorrow? But when I you mean, think about it, yesterday's time, tomorrow is today. Time is just an illusion. It just depends on when you're hearing it. No, time is a real thing. <laughs> Time is a real thing, true, but, you know, it's yeah. You got it, nothing. Okay, time. we're no, done no, with I, that conversation. Well, you know, I was going off of the the carousel of progress. It's it's, it's a classic ride, and uh, we experienced it, or I experienced it during my most recent trip to Walt Disney World. Segway man, there it is. Right, see, that's what I was planning for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we are going to be starting a whole new um, bunch of episodes, obviously. We wrapped up Why Disney last month, and this month we're going to be doing not so much um, a series as we're doing individual episodes because we we know that the holidays tend to be very rough for people. I mean, we they should be good, but I know they can be just strenuous. And it's just hectic in general. So many things that you're, that you're juggling, that you're trying to get done, trying to you know see people, trying to do stuff. But I mean, it's still a lot of fun. I mean, I look forward to the holidays. I always look forward. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. What about you, Greg? It is. I mean, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I immensely enjoy Christmas music. And uh, I have no shame in saying this, but I've been listening to Christmas Christmas music nonstop since the beginning of November. I hate you. See, I know. I'm, I'm that type of person where once November hits, the day after Halloween, I'm like, hey, let's put on some Perry Como, some Bing Crosby, and let's go to town with some classic classic yeah, Christmas tunes. It's awesome. I mean, this is the one time of year that Mariah Carey's uh, career shoots back up. Yes, yeah. A perennial <laughs> hit right here. And even though like that's not in my stable of Christmas music, I still do like listening to it if it does come on the radio. But for me, again, I'm more of that classic Bing Crosby, Perry Como, even Elvis Presley. He does some great, great Christmas songs. The King, like, like a remote. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely in... I'm bored with the Christmas music. We will, maybe we'll have a different individual episode on our favorite Christmas songs because uh, we're going to get sidetracked real quick here. Easily. All right. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned something here, Greg, that uh, is very interesting. And we're going to actually be talking about it on this episode. Are we? What are we talking about? um, So you mentioned the Carousel of Progress. Yes. So today's episode, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be interviewing the one... The only. Drum roll, please. Greg Heal. Oh, that I'm would honored. be my co-host. I'm honored. <laughs> and I'm being interviewed by my co-host, your number one ghost host, Chris. Thank you so much. And um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about your most recent um, Disney trip. That what Now, when did you go? I went... Uh, in the middle of October, so October 18th to the 26th of 2019, my 26th trip to Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean, that was a, what was it? I don't know if you call it a, a dream of yours or a, um, you want to a, a life goal of mine. A life goal to essentially have gone to Disney as many times as you are old. Yes, exactly. I mean, I've been waiting for so long, so I, 
for 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 them to m like match up. And I gotta say, I take a lot of too much joy in that statement. Well, I remember badge I, of honor. <laughs> I remember on our, one of our other episodes from earlier this um, month that um, you we didn't realize that you were actually going to be going to Disney for your 26th time when you were 26. Yeah, like it, it just it just came up. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually coming to fruition. Finally. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's... It, it's fun to to have one of those, like, genuine, like, oh my gosh moments. I get... I just realized. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and I got to tell you, this past trip, even though it was a little bit different than others, and I'll get into that later on, but it was one of my favorite trips. I completely enjoyed myself. There was so much to do in terms of events, in terms of new things that came out. I, I have I have been waiting so long to be able to talk to you guys about my experience there. Well, as every Disney fan knows, like, <laughs> or at least Disney addict. Okay. I, I wouldn't say Disney fan because there are some people who love Disney that have never been in the parks. But that Disney addict. That who, is a travesty, sir. I wouldn't say it's a travesty. I mean, obviously there are some people who, you know, just financially can't get there. Because, I mean, it is expensive. Right. No, so, but I'm saying that, like, Disney fans should be able to, and, and hopefully they, they, they can go. Um, uh, yeah, so that that was the most, like, main reason why I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely get it. So one of the things that we're going to do is I'm just going to be talking to Greg and question, not questioning him <laughs> like it's a litigation, but more uh, just kind of picking apart his brain on his last um, trip there and I just invite you guys to come on in and listen to the conversation so it's gonna be a fun time so let's just start off with um, one of the first questions when when was the last time that uh, you were at Disney prior to this previous trip right so it was uh, within the uh, most previous calendar year uh, it, it was uh, I believe mid to late January of 2019 that was my 25th trip mid to late January huh Yes. So it was uh, about a week or so before the like the new festival that they started called Festival of the Arts. And I um, fell in love with that when I first um, when I was there for the like the inaugur inaugural um, Festival of the Arts, which was like uh, late January to February of 2018. Um, but we went again, like I said, mid to late January just before that. And, um, I mean, great weather, even though it was January, you know, not too cold. We were still able to enjoy the water parks. And I don't know if, uh, the majority of you know this, but Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, they're rarely open at the same time because when one is open, the other one is under refurbishment and vice versa. So when we went, it was like that perfect, uh, overlap vacation where we started the beginning of our vacation with blizzard beach being open and then um halfway through it transitioned to typhoon lagoon so we got the best of both worlds because for me i i i prefer typhoon lagoon over blizzard beach uh just because of the wave pool i love the way wave pool and crush and gusher and blizzard beach is great as well so we were able to to juggle that as well um but yeah that was my most recent time before my 26th trip as I'm 26 years old. You are 26 years old. You're so young. So Sometimes um, I don't feel young. <laughs> say what? Sometimes I don't feel young. I mean, you know, I wake up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm cracking everywhere. I'm, 
I like, uh, you know, Glenn Miller, big band music. And sometimes I, I, I wear clothes that people comment on being uh, dad-esque. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of weird. I mean, you're pretty young. You don't really have dad-esque clothes. Yeah, well, you know, I guess it's just like the white sneakers with the jeans, uh, maybe uh, like a squall jacket here or there. And... A squall jacket? Yeah, a squall jacket. I don't even know what a squall jacket is. So, um, don't worry about it. It's basically <laughs> like a transition coat between maybe like a light windbreaker to a full on winter jacket. Like it's in between. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Very comfortable. And it, it, it insulates you very well. Good for Disney? Um, or a little too heavy. If if you're a Floridian, it would be great for Disney in like the winter months. But for me, since I'm coming from Wisconsin, when I'm down there, I I rarely wear um like a jacket just because it is so warm and I can be in shorts and a t-shirt when it's like you know low 60s where I see Floridians um all bun- <laughs> all bundled up. I I find it quite quite entertaining. It is quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, as we move forward maybe these are some of the things that you might want to hold off answering until we get to more individual days sure um yeah i think i might just cut this question that we'll ask later on but um so who who all went on the trip with you this yeah time? so like i said before it was a little bit of a different vacation uh for the past 25 times it has been my full family um all seven of us uh my father my mother myself and then my four younger brothers but just due to scheduling conflicts and uh, people not feeling um, well enough, uh, you know, to travel, it ended up being uh, myself, my father, and my second youngest brother. So just three of us. Um, so definitely um, a, a smaller party. But I mean, it, it was still a phenomenal trip. And again, it, it was just us understanding that we would all be at Disney World later. Um, literally a month or two that allowed us to say, you know what? Okay, like those who can go will go while the others will stay, um, you know, and, you know, work or, or get better for the resulting trip. No, I definitely, I get that thing. I mean, things come up. I mean, I mean, that really stinks that you couldn't have your whole family there. I mean, <laughs> as you said, 25 times. Yeah. Being it was there with your family, and then all of a sudden, half of your family doesn't show up. Yeah, I mean, not not show doesn't show up in the sense of like didn't want to go. But right, it was just out of their control with like college, with work, with with um, like their their current um, state of of health. So, yeah, and like I said, I mean, things come up, and I mean, Disney. Um, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's definitely a, a family oriented place to be, and I think it's something sure. that. A lot of people associate with family. I'm not saying that single people or young married couples can't enjoy themselves. Enjoy there. themselves. Yeah. Obviously, they can. There's a lot of single people. I mean, that that lady who went on that rant about single millennials. Oh yeah, that <laughs> shouldn't go to Disney. <laughs> I mean, and she was just mad because what was it? Her kid didn't get a pretzel. I think so. I think that's what started it. Yeah, and Honestly. some young person got the last pretzel at that stand, and she was like, uh, young millennials and blah, 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 and they were, she was just going off. I was like, okay, lady, some like, I, I, you're, you're crazy. I'm sorry. If you go to one of the biggest vacation spots in the entire world, like, you're going to get people there that are not parents. 
Yeah. Sorry. Or and there always is a. I'm sure there have been so many instances where they're they have run out of pretzels before. So it's a, and how many other food carts, food stands, that Disney has that sells those kind of pretzels? I mean, they're again within earshot. They're within a stone's throw. I mean, you can just walk to a different stand to pick it up. But anyway, I digress. No, I understand. Yeah, that's a that's a whole different bag of issues that I don't even want to try to get into right now. Exactly. It just amazes me. So kind of um <clears throat> going into your kind of family history a little yeah. bit here. Sure. Do you guys have like a tradition on like packing or like do you guys kind of have have like a routine? Like which one of you in the family is the Uber packer and which one of you is the like I'm getting ready with the plane leaves in five minutes. How are you not packed? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. People uh, have definitely popped in, into my mind when you said that. So the the one who packs the most uh, and I would be my mother uh, and, and I don't blame her. Uh, it's vacation. You know, we're there for literally a week or more. So there's a lot of uh, places to go to restaurants to eat at and and you want to not only look your best even though in the Floridian heat you start sweating quite quickly um so she she packs a ton of different uh clothes and a ton of different shoes as well and I sort of take after that because I sort of follow in her footsteps uh when it comes to that I, I always have to lay out what I want and then I'm like wow okay this will fit into literally two two um luggage uh, uh carries um or bags i should say how can i whittle this down to make it manageable to where i'm not being charged extra when i put it on the plane um and then the other one who literally just waits for the last minute but manages to get it done every time so that it in and of itself is quite an impressive feat would be uh my brother thomas yes uh he's the one he's like oh i got this don't worry about it uh, we usually, you know, get early flights in the morning. Literally, we have to wake up at 3.30, 4 a.m., uh, you know, to get to the airport by 5 so we can get on our plane at 6 a.m. And, uh, yeah, he, like, he's not fully packed until he wakes up, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's done. You know, he gets it done every time, so it's not like we need that, like to change that. He gets it done, which is very impressive. What are some things that you always pack? Well, for me, I always pack my uh, pins. Do you have your Disney poncho, or do you have a special rain jacket you always bring, or do you have special tennis shoes, or yeah, special L- literally all rings? of the above? I mean, uh, we we do bring the ponchos, but for me, I've now developed a certain wardrobe that I bring on my Disney vacations to where I don't really need a poncho if I do get caught in the rain. So it's, it's very, you know, breathable, lightweight stuff. It's very active wear, very much active wear, like just shorts and uh, tank tops. I know, you know, you're in one camp or the other. If you like tank tops, if you like seeing tank tops or not. For me, I love wearing tank tops. Tank tops are the best. Okay, thank you. See, okay, so we're on the same page here. And uh, so I, I literally now just wear tank tops every day. Um, and then maybe at night if it well, does... not here, obviously. Yes, True. Every day that I'm down <laughs> in Disney, when it's uh, negative for my vacation. forty degrees up here, you're gonna wear a tank top outside. Dude, I might. I would love to see that it happen. It depends. It depends, and I definitely will. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a winter challenge. You're gonna stand outside in the cold when it's negative forty for an hour. In ne- negative forty for an hour. Is this with or without wind chill? Give it. it 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still <laughs> With sub-zero. With top on. That is more like a death warrant. I would probably get hypothermia and I would get frostbite and then i wouldn't be able to do this podcast with you so is that said, is that what you want do you want to take over this podcast and make it just the chris show well moving on from that <laughs> i will not See, guys, confirm I think, nor deny guys, this i think i think i came across something here that we might have to delve into I have to keep an eye out on for this sneaky chris ghost host yeah i'm not gonna mention my future plans to anybody for oh world domination but going back to your disney trip quickly yes, pull it before in. people pull start questioning my motives (laughs) so when you pack do you feel like you tend to be the person that's like oh i need to pack cameras or uh i mean obviously most people have phones i mean i have a nice canon t3i that my wife got me when she hears this episode she's gonna say i got it for you you never use it so just uh preemptively getting to there (laughs) but do you have any like electronics that you always bring like a laptop or anything yeah so i mean in years past i was like you know what yes i'm gonna bring my laptop i'm going to um you know i'm gonna gonna write i'm gonna watch so much uh or so many tv shows because like i I would bring a lot of movies i would bring a lot of tv shows to watch on the plane ride and without a doubt every time i get on that plane i don't know what it is i get immensely drowsy and sleepy right before takeoff and i'm just like out for the three 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 and a half hour flight down to florida and back so i don't really end up getting to use my computer and it just sits in our hotel room in my backpack so um i'm slowly weaning away from bringing my laptop um on vacation uh just because the fact it 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 just i don't want to break it and i don't really use it to warrant bringing it uh but uh i'm I'm not a huge camera guy of course you know everybody has smartphones and i have a, a great smartphone uh, that that takes great photos and videos, so I just use that as um, a way to record my experiences there. My dad, though, he still brings. So we have this like I swear, 2008 Coolpix camera. It's handheld. It's got a nice little, you know, baby blue uh, design to it. Um, doesn't take the best photos or video, but again, he still uses it. I think it's more of that nostalgia factor. He's like, oh, this is what we would bring on vacation, you know, for the last 10 Disney trips. So we're going to continue doing that, even though like his phone would record and take better photos. But anyway, hey, that's that's his thing. And it still works. I mean, I still love that. Um, but going back to what you were saying of like other things that I would pack is like I'd mentioned my pins. Um, I got into the pin collection scene like when it was in its heyday in the early 2000s. Like that was my jam. Um, I was a, a fairly shy kid growing up. So that sort of broke uh, or st- made me step out of my comfort zone. I got to, you know, walk up to cast members and trade pins with them. And that was back when you would get some gnarly pins, some awesome pins from cast members. Now you just see hidden Mickeys. Not a good quality, oversaturated the market. But every so often, um, I would I would just bring my pins like just in case. Uh, but this past trip, I brought down like maybe 10 or 15 pins. I wish I had brought more because Disney is now initiating more pin boards. I don't know if you've heard of those. So not yeah. only do cast members have lanyards where you know they can showcase their pins, they hold pin boards so they can put them up at their stands or even in the resorts where you can go, you can check them out, and you can just trade. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with that just because... I don't know. I think it just takes out, out that element of, well, walking up to someone like, oh, hey, I'm 26. Can I take a look at your pins? Which is completely fine. But like for me, I feel like oh, I'm a little old for that. So the pin board 
just like, oh, I can go up and I can just do my thing. I can trade, I can get a new pin. And I traded all of my pins and I wanted more where it was like I had to trade a pin that I had just traded for because, you know, it's just making that like, which one do I want more? So that that was cool. It, it brought back that that um, that experience of when I was younger, um, when I would just pin trade like crazy. So um, getting kind of back to things that you always add um, to your trip or you bring on your trip. We're going to mm, segue a little bit. Um, so when you're flying or when you're sitting in the airport terminal, what's your, um, you know, pump it up kind of feeling? What's your like, I got to get ready. Got to get ready. Yeah. Got to get ready. So, well, I mean, I think it starts right when I wake up. It's, I sort of, I compare that euphoria to, it was like Christmas morning as a kid. It's like, you're so excited for that plane ride that you don't mind waking up that early at 3.30, 4am. Um, and I look forward to it. So we, we wake up, we, we just get ready. We weigh, we pre-weigh our, um, luggage to make sure that it's, you know, under 50 pounds. So we don't get charged <laughs> the extra. Uh, and then, you know, we all file into our biggest car. It's a, it's a 1998, um, Chevy Suburban. And, uh, it fits all of us plus our seven or eight, Global warming, bro. Don't you even care? Dude, you know, um, with big families, you know, you can't really cram um, us all into Priuses. So there has to be trade-offs. <laughs> Priuses. <laughs> so I know for anybody who drives a Prius that's a fan of ours. Yeah, so getting back to the yeah. whole. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, moving on. So <laughs> what gets us pumped up on the way to the airport? It's about a 20 to 22-minute ride. So we just blast Disney music. We just, usually our staples are You've Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman from Toy Story. Mm, good song. Uh, it's, you have to play Phil Collins's Tarzan songs. So like Son of Man, Strangers Like Me. Really? Yes. That is what pumps you up. Oh, dude. So Tarzan, the, the, the Tarzan soundtrack is one of my favorite Disney soundtracks and well, when, anything with Phil Collins is amazing. He, uh, I mean, I think those are his be best songs, like in his catalog. I mean, okay, he has some great down. other songs. Okay, calm down, <laughs> dude. No, I'm serious. Like "Strangers Like Me," "Son of Man," and Two Worlds." Come on, what better Phil Collins songs are there? Invisible Touch. You have "Take Me Home." You. Though, is Invisible Touch was when he was with Genesis. And yeah, that's the, Genesis. But that's a Genesis song. That's not a Phil Collins song. Okay, I'm talking about but if Phil Collins. No, but we were talking we ain't talking about Genesis. Okay. We talking about Phil Collins. <laughs> okay. okay, so I understand he was with Genesis. I get that. But what I'm trying to talk about is the idea of Phil Collins' voice for music. Okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, so I, I, I know he was with Genesis. And don't get me wrong. I like Genesis. I like what Phil Collins has done individually. But I was just purely talking about the fact that Phil Collins as the singer. Yeah, I got um, you. I mean, of course, you have S -S Studio. You got <clears throat> Dance into the Light. You got. Uh, some do you have any like classics that like get you pumped up? Like, God forbid, Small World. But <laughs> no, we do not play Small Small World. Um, maybe on the way back, just because like we're so sad that even Small. It's a small world sounds good because <laughs> we want to go back to Disney. Um, but yeah, so it's 
uh, some other like pop up songs like Kiss the Girl. I love that song. I love Kiss the Girl. Um, Go the Distance by Hercules. You know, like do you that's... do you like the um, um, Michael Bolton version? You know, I do. Okay. I actually do. Not a lot of people like Michael <laughs> Bolton. It's very divisive, but I do like the Michael Bolton version. Though you can't go wrong with Roger Bart, the guy who sings yep. it in the movie. But have you heard of Ricky Martin's version of Go the Distance? What? Ricky Martin? Yeah, I know who Ricky Martin is. <laughs> so he, I, I didn't know he did a version. He does the Spanish Go the Distance. And let me tell you, it is fire. Like literally straight fire. Just because if you go on YouTube, guys, look this up. Go on YouTube, search Ricky Martin's Go the Distance. You will see a an epic music video where, with pyrotechnics. And he's just singing his heart out. Hercules trivia fact. He actually voiced Hercules, not only the singing voice, but the like the character voice of the Spanish dubbed version. We can get to that when we get to Hercules. I know, but, but that's a that's a good fact. Yeah, I, I enjoy facts. Yeah, but anyway, I do like Michael Bolton's version. I do like him in general. Um, he he sings some great songs. I feel like we're getting stuck on singers more than we are your trip. You know, true, very true. But so anyway, just pop up songs, literally anything Disney. Um, and since we have a lot of family members, we just go around. So like, I would choose a song, and then it would be John's turn, and then it would be William's turn, and then Thomas's turn, and then James's turn, and then my mom's turn, and then my dad's turn, and then we would just cycle through. Okay, so you got your Disney pump up music. Everybody kind of has something like that. Yes. Um. So, what resort did you guys stay in this time? Because I know so, you're part of DVC, so you have multiple different options. Oh my gosh! Did you guys uh, stay at your home resort at the Beach Club, or did you guys switch it? So we we did. We stayed at our home resort of the Beach Club, but it wasn't for the full time. We did a tri split stay. Believe it. Tri split. Yes, I think what? that might be like the first instance of using that the tri-split stay so we started out at disney's saratoga springs for one night two days and well, how, what, would you, what did you think of saratoga springs well so i've already stayed there in the past so i i loved it i mean it, it's a really great feel it's one of the um like first disney vacation club resorts after old key west um not not to um skip on too fast yeah but since you just mentioned that you have been to Saratoga Springs before, mm-hmm. has it was it different this time than it was other times? Have they done any uh, renovations? Yeah, so they were like in the middle of renovating some of the villas. <laughs> um, so it sort of it sort of took away from that whole magic or the feeling, uh, just because they were actually renovating like maybe I think the parking lot or the entranceway to our specific villa, um, but. It didn't really detract from anything. I still love the campus. It's very sprawling, um, which could also be a detriment just because where we were staying, it was so far away from the main lobby and the food court that we had to literally take our car to get there or it would take maybe 10, 15 minutes to walk, um, which is fine. But again, you know, like time is of the essence at Disney. You want to squeeze everything out as much as possible, at least for me and my family. But um, again, it's so close to downtown Disney or now it's called Disney Springs. Uh, that you, you could walk there. And as I'm getting older, I really do appreciate Disney Springs and what they've done to renovate that place. Um, so yeah, we were there for one night, two days, and then we hopped over to Jumbo House at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And 
Let now, me tell you, that one's that one's quickly becoming one of my more favorite places to stay at. Now, the Jumbo House, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Um, now, you said you stayed at Animal Kingdom. Before. You have not stayed at Kidani. So we did stay at, at Kidani the first time. But now Jumbo House is the other... It's the other location. Okay, now is the Jumbo yeah. House that has um, Sanaa and Jiko? So um, Jumbo House... I, I'm just going off of memory here. Jumbo House does not have Sanaa. Kidani has Sanaa. Uh, Jumbo House has Jiko and has Boma. Did you eat anything from there? You know, we were planning on doing something like that, but honestly, we just spent more time in the parks. And um, again, those restaurants, even though they have quality food, they are quite expensive. And we just decided with us being just a party of three that we'd rather, you know, spend the money elsewhere, like maybe on merchandise or a... a a Disney park um, restaurant but anyway just the smells there man I mean it is it is phenomenal I I, I love I, I just love the feeling of Animal Kingdom Lodge was so it was you your dad and which of your brothers the se- the second youngest <coughs> Thomas Thomas okay or as I call him T, T. Diddy Watkins that's his uh, nickname that was about the whitest thing I ever heard. T. Diddy Watkins. So. It works. I like uh, <laughs> Is that a Greg fact? That's a Greg fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm trying to help you keep that alive. Good. At least once ep- once an episode, guys. Yeah. And so going um, kind of along that, you said, so um, Saratoga, mm-hmm. Kadani. Kadani. And then, and then the beach club, and baby. then the beach club, beach club. Yes, I mean, so let me, let me preface the question: yeah. When you pulled up to, because you guys rent a car, yes, yeah, we, yeah, we do rentals. When you pulled up, did you have that feeling of like other places were great? I'm not downing them, not dogging them, but this is this is our sweet spot. This is our home, you know, as yes. DVC. Says, yep. you know, this is your home. Yep, like this is the culmination of what Disney has become for me. It's Beach Club <laughs> Villas is just as much Disney as any of the parks. Um, I immensely love going there. That will always be my home away from home. And no matter what mood I'm in, when I'm there, I instantly just get this oh, this breeze of nostalgia, this breeze of I'm home. Like this is now truly a, a vacation. And I really needed that, honestly, just because, again, it was just three of us out of the seven. So the first couple of days, it was the transition period. You know, it it felt a little off, a little weird. I felt like, oh, the, you know, the, my other family members were still at the hotel going to meet us, but they were literally a thousand plus miles away. Yes. So um, it took a couple of days to get that new groove with my dad and Thomas. Uh, but once again, once we hit Beach Club, once we started to stay there, everything just fell into place and it was just like old times. So we're going to I'm going to end up hitting on that point of just, you know, three of you guys, because I think that's going to come up a little bit um, once we get into the, the parks. Obviously, you, there's a, <laughs> having less people makes um, sleeping decisions and like space and all that makes it much easier obviously yes but we'll get into the idea of um how did it affect the park so how was that a different experience we'll get to that in a bit after um we kind of talk about how your week kind of ran down sure because i know how long were you there 
So I was there for eight days. Eight days, people. Eight long, I can tell, strenuous days. But <sighs> eight days a week. <clears throat> Those Beatles fans out there are losing their minds now. So let me um, also kind of ask this, because every single family, person, group, cohort, squad, gathering, collective, assembly. Gaggle. Yeah. However you want to describe yourself and your party, individual. Yeah. Loner. Lone rogue. Wolf. Um, I'll stop now because it's going to divulge. You just keep rambling. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Um, and I'll try to rhyme stuff because I'm a rhymer. No, don't. Stop. I, I told you we're, you're not doing this. Um, What is your family like? Is your family much more the let's walk, we'll, we'll see what happens, whatever we kind of pass by we like? Or is it very much plan to the T, get here, get here, get here? Like, don't you dare look at that ice cream stand. We are on our way to Mickey's Runaway Railroad. Railroad. Like, we don't have time for you to even look at something. Right. So it actually (laughs) is a blend of both. Yeah. I mean, both camps right there. Uh, You have my dad who he plans things to the T. He makes sure that we are completely prepared for everything and we follow the schedule. Um, We sort of joke, like, going on vacation is not really a vacation just because we're literally up and at them we're going commando style now it's not commando style in the usual sense we're like oh we're not wearing any boxers or okay briefs. <laughs> we're just i'm sorry we're just going like hardcore we're 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 not stopping we are just Ch- chafing to the max we're chafing <laughs> literally in that floridian heat and humidity but especially um, going commando we're going commando which is like come on guys we are this is like super like no relaxation we're going to hit everything we can and then more there aren't any breaks no rest stops let's just go and then the other half of my family are like you know what let's just uh you know let's sleep in let's uh uh, slowly saunter around the parks enjoy it and for me i'm more of like my dad uh but every so often i do enjoy just taking it easy relaxing like a normal vacation (laughs) um but I mean, I, I do see benefits of, of, of both sides, but literally when I'm down in Disney, I want to be able to squeeze every drop of magic out that I can. So I'm constantly doing something and I am, when I come back to the hotel, I am bone tired, if that's an actual term. My my feet are killing me. I have the best sleep of my life uh, and just get ready for the next day. And uh, now that I mentioned that, um, when I went down uh, this this most recent time in October, um, Disney, Walt Disney World uh, specifically, they uh, added extra magic hours. So now, so now they, I mean, they've been doing that every so often for, for quite a while. Like, oh, you know, the parks will stay open an extra hour after after park close. But now with the um, installation of Star Wars Land, they're like, you know what? People are just going to come in droves. We need a way to um, alleviate the pressure on the parks. So we're going to open up the parks an extra two or three hours every day. So literally... Hollywood yeah, Studios. earlier, what? not later. So people have to wake up earlier now. Yep, which is completely fine for me. I'm a morning lark. Oh my god, it's let me sing, so bro. Annoying. Let me sing. Like for parents who want to sleep in every once in a while, let them sleep in and let them stay up late. No, like I get that. Like, so we don't force anyone to like go to bed at a certain time and come with us. Like, hey, these three people, like we are going to go at rope drop, and whenever you come, that's great. Meet up with us. You know, we have our phones on, and then we can you know start. But Hollywood Studios was opening up at 6 a.m. every day. Animal Kingdom was at 7. 
Magic Kingdom, seven, and Epcot, I believe seven as well. So we took full advantage of that because we knew that it was a limited time offering. I think they were saying that it was gonna stop in uh, like the first week of November. I'm like, I don't think we'll ever experience the parks literally from 6 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. So we, again, just made the most of it. And it was exhausting, but a ton of fun. at eight and close at two. <laughs> but me and you are different that way. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as we kind of move on here, because I think we're almost at 35 minutes. Crazy. We're going pretty, Yeah. I wouldn't say long, but I have a lot more to get through, and we haven't even started on any of the days. Let's go for it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to have you do for us is kind of give us a day-by-day walkthrough. All right. So day one, day two, day three, chronologically. So no jumping around. Putting the pressure on me, okay. And the way I want you to kind of do it for me here, Greg, is... When you get off the plane, where's the first place? Obviously, you guys, you know, get off the plane, get a car, but whatever. Where's the first place you go to? And then, like, we went to this park, this park, this ride, this ride. As much as you can, try to walk us through each individual day. You know, what rides you went on, what um, restaurants, quick service counter meals, what shows did you watch? Like, you know, walk us through everything. So, so, you know, because when you were gone, you were um, somewhat sending me pictures uh, of uh, what you were doing, which yeah. I was expecting more pictures, to be honest with you. So I was kind of disappointed because I was oh. living vicariously through you. Right. I mean, there were there were some instances where, like, I would be sending you, like, oh, dude, stop. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, just, uh, you know, tap those brakes and maybe send a picture, like, one picture a day or so. But um, I'm really sorry you felt that way like i didn't realize but don't worry when i'm coming up in january i'll make sure to send you just pictures upon pictures upon. he's pictures. going to january again people yeah i'm not saying i i hate him i'm just saying it's I a love hate him. relationship just because i'm down there and he's not uh, who's <laughs> down there huh wait what no i'm just saying like it's a love hate relationship just because like i'm down there and you're not and i'm sending you pictures but like you love seeing it but it's like oh i'm not down there what is greg doing yeah no it's i mean I'm I'm gonna be down there again next. I'm gonna be down there next year. Good, you should. I would have been going this year, but <laughs> me and my wife are having our second child in a couple weeks. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for that. Yep. Uh, for anybody who don't know, me and my wife are having our next daughter, baby number two, on December 13th. That's the due date. So coming up real quick. Oh but uh, I divulge. So let's kind of get back sure. to. Okay, so uh, just day by day, through. like yes, give me the details. Day I want to know everything. All right. Now, so day one, I just to be fair, I'm going to jump in probably. Yeah, and go for like it. if you say, "Oh, we went to 50s prime time," I'm going to ask you kind of how your experience was. So, as you tell us your chronological story, I'm going to be asking you questions, just so that way, instead of having to try to for me to remember to go back, go back, go back, you know, I can just ask you right on the spot. For sure. So if I interrupt you, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to make sure we don't lose something about that Dude, experience. I get it. I get it. Uh, feel free to chime in whenever. <laughs> So, yeah, first day, uh, that was a Saturday. Um, we got an early flight, like we usually do, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. So what are you, Central Standard Time. Folks. When are you awake? So I wake up uh, 3.30 to 4 a.m. That time exists? That does. Yes, believe it or not, Chris, it does. And uh, let me tell you, it's, it's, it's quite peaceful, eerily peaceful, that early in the morning. Not with kids. True, true. Keep going. Okay. 
Yeah, so we wake up. Uh, we we make sure everything's packed. And again, Thomas is just throwing in stuff uh, last minute. But again, he makes it work. So I'm like, dude, you're my hero in, in terms of that. I would not be able to do that. So we, we hop into the car. We say goodbye to the other four members of, of, of our family, which again, it was just so weird. It's like always in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, they're going to be meeting us at the airport or they will meet us down there. Um, but again, I, I completely understood. Um, but anyway, we're on our way to the airport. Of course, we play our Disney songs just to get pumped up. The Disney playlist, Disney jams with a Z as it were. And uh, we got to the airport um, and it was actually quite busy at like 5, 4, 45, 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and there were a ton of people that were just, you know, getting ready to go to Disney. You can always spot those who are going to Disney. You can always, I mean, it goes without fashion. Like you, like they're wearing ball caps. They have, um, you know, backpacks. They, they got, they got, um, Disney shirts on, uh, and of course the obligatory group that has the special shirts made for their trip where everyone's wearing the same thing. So you can easily spot those that are going to, to Disney world. So, um, already right there, you got a camaraderie going. Um, so check-in was a was a breeze uh we used southwest like we've been using for quite a while um love southwest absolutely love southwest yes even though we went southeast literally from wisconsin to florida still i love southwest mm. that's a good point southwest was the name i, un- I understand that right yeah the, i know uh, just the direction navigational wise. jokes there <laughs> but it's so we got on the uh the trip uh, the flight and um it it took quite a while for them to get into the air like not 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 gonna lie um once we got into our seats it seems like we always sit by the wings of the plane which is completely fine it's a cool view um but i always think of that twilight zone episode i believe it's with william shatner believe it or not it was um i forget what it's called but it was like in the early 60s black and white of course uh like the twilight zone and uh, William Shatner was on a plane and he would look out like during a storm and he saw this like monster hanging onto the wing. So whenever I look out, I'm like, okay, when am I going to see that monster? Like, okay, here we go. But of course it doesn't happen um, just because that would be weird and not real life. So um, once we finally got in, into the air, um, again, d- drowsiness hit me. I was like, okay, here I go. I'm going to fall asleep. So I fell asleep for, for a little bit, woke up, plugged in. Uh, my iPod in, listen to some tunes. Um, and then we landed uh, in Florida. The It was quite the drastic temperature change. Like we were talking about mid-70s. It, w- it was very cloudy. Um, so it wasn't raining yet. Uh, but once we got to the airport, um, again, it's just that, that, that feeling like, okay, we're on a vacation now. We're going to Disney. This is happening. This is amazing. And uh, we ended up getting our rental car. Um, and since, you know, it was just the three of us. We ended up uh, getting a smaller vehicle. It was a, I forget, a Chevy, a Chevy Rogue. Is that is that one? I'm really bad with with the names. Well, of. there's the Nissan Rogue. Yeah, it it was a Nissan. It was a Chevy. Chevy was something. It, was it an SUV? A car? What was it? It was it was just like a sedan. Um, Chevy Impala. Mm, yes, sure. We'll go with Chevy Impala, <laughs> but it was white. And it was a lot smaller than what we would usually get, but again, it was just three people. So, um, so when so we we got in, it was like around 11 a.m., and our room wasn't ready until 4 p.m. So okay, we we had some time to kill. 
So we went straight to Disney's Hollywood Studios to start it off. Just because we were very, very curious to see Star Wars Land. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of stuff. We've been seeing a lot of promotions, a lot of pictures online. And we're like, how will it stack up actually in person? So we get to Hollywood Studios and it starts to rain. So we bring our ponchos out, handy dandy ponchos. But um, as we get into the park, it, it, it stops. So it was like on and off for, for that afternoon. We, uh, of course, uh, I think initially we went, I think we went straight to Star Wars Land actually. And that feeling, it was, it was surreal in the sense like, is this actually what they spent the time and money on? Like I'm, I'm going to come ac- across pretty negative in this careful because you're going to make a lot of people mad well see no i don't know i think a lot of people will agree with me believe it or not just because i was very let down with star wars land um it seemed very small a lot smaller than toy story land which was literally right next to it um but anyway you you enter this like man-made cave and you get this feeling like okay we're walking into a different world they did a good job about that but detail did did it live up to detail at least yes yeah i mean true to form disney imagineering did a great job with that okay but again it just it just came down like i think they were trying to create a brand new story or they were trying to go off of the sequel trilogy you know seven eight nine it's like okay you're going into this outer rim territory where the resistance is hiding from the first order this is their newest hideout so we've never seen anything of black spire or the galaxy outpost before in any movie so this is completely new it's it, it i was hoping that it would be like oh i'm stepping into the movie like i'm i'm stepping onto a set and i didn't get that feeling because it was completely new um of course you would see some ships like life-size ships like of x-wings or an imperial um star cruiser um but of course the millennium falcon that was amazing um that was a one-to-one scale replica and that was probably the saving grace of star wars land um but again it, it just seemed so small it was it, it seemed so open and when we went in there it wasn't busy it was not busy well that's kind of the been the uh overarching theme apparently for star wars land since it opened it was it was lackluster busy. yeah and i mean of course i mean they only had one open ride there and it was the millennium falcon smugglers run and that was a great so we we ended up going there and, and checking it out um we went through um the smugglers run of course we uh got a, a chance to walk through the line and the line was okay it wasn't not, it wasn't anything special it was more like a, a mechanic yard um and then once you got closer to the ride you would actually walk through the um like the main hold of the Millennium Falcon. Like, you got to see that Dejeric table, I believe what it's called, you know, where Luke was on and C-3PO and Chewbacca would be playing that game of hollow chess, you know, like, let the Wookiee win. So that was really cool to be able to actually see it and sit down there and have my picture taken with it. Um, so we were there for, like, a good couple of, of minutes. Already they had given us um, these, uh, these uh, pieces of paper. And it's like, okay... It's sort of like Mission Space where they give you the red or the green, but instead of colors, they give you uh, job positions. It's sort of like, it's like, um, okay, you're the pilot, you're the engineer, you're the gunner. 
And uh, my brother Thomas and I, we got pilot. So we're like, okay, cool. We get to actually ride the Falcon. And my dad got, I believe, the engineer or the gunner. And so we were waiting in the hold and they would call us up saying, okay, pilots, come up, stand here. Engineers behind the pilots and then the gunners uh, behind the engineers. And they sort of gave us a quick rundown of, of you know, where to sit, all that stuff. Then they walked us into the cockpit of the Falcon. And that was a trip. That was amazing. Because like uh, we were going through that, that arched um, corridor, making our way to the cockpit. And I definitely felt like I was a part of um, you know, Han Solo's crew or the original trilogy. And that, that was so much fun. So we sit down into the cockpit and or the co-pilot and, and the pilot spots and um, we embark upon this journey and it was it was sort of like star tours but on steroids and um, uh, it was we true to form we could actually control the falcon and we got through the like the ride a ton of fun um, would i do it again maybe if the line was maybe <clears throat> 20 to 25 minutes like it Again, if you're not the pilot, you're just pressing buttons. So you're just like along for the ride. It's not as interactive um, as if you're like the pilot actually controlling the Falcon. So it was very good. Um, uh, but after um, the, the, the Falcon, we checked out the droid factory, which was cool. I mean, I, I won't put down 100 or $200 to create a, a droid yet, just yet. But it was cool to see. Um, and then we went into the lightsaber creation area. And that was a lot of fun. I was very tempted to do that. They had a lot of cool hilts going on and you can create your own. Um, but that was pretty much it. I mean, it, it did have a feel of, of, of course, like the Disney era of Star Wars. But again, what was lacking was just that familiarity of a set from the movie. It's like, I want to be able to step into the Death Star. I want to be able to set, step into Tatooine or even... Jakku, you know, where Ray's from, um, did not get that feeling. And I think that's why it's not as successful or not as popular as, say, Pandora. Because Pandora is still screaming with tourists. It's still one of the more popular lands of Walt Disney World. Just because, again, it's like you're going into Pandora. You're going into what you've seen in the movie. So I think that's what Disney missed the mark on. So going on to um, the next, like the rest of the week, like yeah. maybe... Uh, <clears throat> Because we're trying to make sure. Because I think we're almost at an hour. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I know. I, I sort of got carried away. Because, got... again, there's just so many things that we did every day. It really f feels like a blur. So may maybe I can just, like, tell you what stood out to me. Okay, yeah. Just um, maybe hit on. Because I thought we would have more time. But we ended up talking pretty uh, a lot there. Yeah. That's kind of what we do. No That's worries, why we though. we started a podcast. Okay. Um, so let's say, let's start talking about what are some things that stood out to you definitely i want to hear restaurants okay. that you went to i want to hear some of the rides and some of the shows um, let's do it all that kind of stuff i want because i want to have a conversation on some of the stuff you did because people like you know reminiscing through other people about sure events food yeah. things like that yeah so i mean the so the biggest <sighs> thing that I, <clears throat> I, I i i i guess experienced was the undergoing renovation of future world at epcot because when i got there you know you would see that magnificent fountain that would be synced up with the music and it would just be sprawling it would be open but now there were a lot of you know barricades saying you know oh you know for your enjoyment in in the future this is what's going to happen again i i didn't really understand what was going on it's just 
a ton of construction is happening right now in Epcot's future world. And what was nice was, I don't know if you know of where the Odyssey Center is in Future World. It's sort of off by like the test track area, almost, you know, verging into um, like the African outpost. But anyway, right there, they have what they call the Epcot experience. And you can walk into that and they have this cool 10 minute show that is constantly running. And they tell you what they are planning for Future World. They're actually splitting it up into four main areas. I think you have Future World, Discovery World, Celebration World, and I forget the other. And I'm so sorry about that. But so basically, they they go through what they are going to be adding. Um, oh wait, the other world is actually going to be um, Xandar from Guardians of the Galaxy. So not only are they just creating that Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, they're creating a world or a, a little section of the park for Xandar, which I think is pretty cool. Um, some other big things that are happening in Epcot, they are creating the Ratatouille ride, the Remy ride in France. They are doing a Mary Poppins experience in the UK pavilion. Now, is that going to be based off of which one? Great question. So in the promotion during the Epcot experience, they had Emily Blunt's Mary Poppins. So the one from Mary Poppins Returns. So I don't know exact, like, hopefully they can blend both. Cause of course, like I am always going to choose the Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins over Emily Blunt's, even though Emily Blunt did a good job. I think it was a great movie. Like not going to lie. Very, very good, um, soft reboot or just continuation of the story. Um, but, uh, so I wasn't expecting them to add that to the UK pavilion. They are also doing um, a, I think a Moana experience or a ride or some type of attraction. I've heard about that. Is that in the living with the land area? Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that. What other things are they doing? Um, I think they're adding a 12th country because I think right now they have 11 and I think they're adding Brazil. Uh, yeah. I heard they're going to add Brazil. Yep. So that, that will be cool. Um, I'm always a fan of, you know, trying out new cultures, new foods. So looking forward to that. So there's a lot of things that are undergoing at Epcot. Um, so for me, I think it's just getting there. I I want to be able to see the construction to end and just to have that come to fruition. Of course, I understand that it takes time and, and detail to um, finally uh, visualize their, their, you know, um, their vision, I guess, of Epcot. Um, and which I, going back to Hollywood studios, I'm, I'm finally like happy with because there's, there aren't any more, places of construction, you know, that that's happening in Hollywood. Like it's finally done. You have Toy Story Land up and running. You have Star Wars Land up and running. Everything is like working on all cylinders. Because it seemed like they just transitioned the construction from Hollywood to Epcot, which is completely fine. Again, like you need to renovate, you need to keep things new, um, you know, keep people coming back. Um, so I really did enjoy Hollywood Studios a whole lot this trip. But again, just I was very disappointed with Star Wars Land. I ended up spending more of my time at in, in Toy Story Land, um, honestly, doing the Slinky Dog Dash and just hitting up Midway Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania, as much as possible. That, that That's one of my favorite rides. High score this time. What was your high score this time? I think my high score was 237,000. Oh, that's it? <laughs> I know. I know. And I now know what to do on each screen to make um, like that 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 final... Um, I, to unlock like the ultimate... 
um, level to get the most points. Like I know where to hit, I know what to do. And still I'm, I'm not breaking 250. And I have friends who are like, oh yeah, you know, like without a sweat, I can break 300,000. I'm like, I don't know. I think, I think the highest I ever got was like 301. No way. Yep. You're my idol now. I, okay. But now it is my life's goal. Life's goal to beat your high score. So make sure when you go next time, like get it in photo evidence if you haven't done so already, because I always take a picture of mine. Like usually I'm the guy who's the highest in the vehicle, but I'm never like best this month or best this day. I'm usually like best this day. It's probably like around 50,000 less, but um, yeah, never been best this month. So that's another <clears throat> title that I'm like vying for, like to no end. Other... Uh, experiences that you yeah had. so um any any food related ones food well i mean we went during the epcot food and wine festival okay so, so that could dude, be a whole like, different show i mean for me as a foodie i wasn't unable to try all of the food and drinks that i wanted to and for me i'm like oh man like i wish i could stay another week and a half so i can just do like just eat at epcot for every meal breakfast lunches and dinner and snacks they have some great snacks at the kiosk but so my the ones that i did try um were japan they had this amazing like teriyaki chicken bun oh that 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 gets me every time um and i loved so they actually had a couple of new ones they had the isles of the, of the caribbean or Car or caribbean whichever one you say they had some like uh jerk chicken kind of deal and was that the person was who made it a jerk what was the person who made it a jerk? No, no, he was he was an artisan with with meat and sauces. <laughs> so that guy knew what he was doing, and so that was delicious. They also, um, I also loved going to the Hawaii, Hawaii, uh, uh, booth just because they have a Kalua pork slider. And dude, let me tell you, with that spicy mayo, oh, they also had some type of spam. It was like gourmet spam. I sort of, uh, I didn't end up doing that because I was a little wary of spam uh, to begin with, but. Anyway, uh, what else did I have? Uh, we went around. Uh, I went to France. I got some beef bourguignon and some creme brulee. <laughs> Love that. Um, and they have uh, certain other eats that are closer to future world, called like coastal eats, active eats, earth eats. So my favorite, the one that I actually got the trifecta on, so literally the whole menu was off of active eats. They had a... Um, loaded mac and cheese oh my god that was phenomenal like i i'm just a fan of mac and cheese in general and if you put toppings on it i love it even more so they had, they had like spring onions they had some type of um like panko breadcrumbs spread upon it of course they had bacon because you can't go wrong with bacon and uh other other types of cheeses and that is i think my favorite thing to get during food and wine festival could you give us a a quick rundown of the rest of the week kind of like yeah like um like day by day, quick. Like sure. we went to this park, we then we you know went to this park. We hit up these one, two, three rides. Yeah. We hit up this park like yeah. super fast. So so like I said, um, we did so much f during those eight days that it feels like a blur. But honestly, we hit up at least three parks a day. Like we park hopped. It was the best. Except one day, I believe it was Thursday, we did all four parks. In one day, that's like in almost, one day, that's like two hours at a park. I've never done that before. And it was phenomenal. I mean, I was I was so tired at the end, but it was so worth it. So, so basically, you know, what we typically do is we we um, alternate from Magic Kingdom to Disney's Hollywood Studios in the morning and afternoon, and then we go back to the hotel. We do some swimming. We just relax for a little bit, maybe take a nap to recharge, and then we do Epcot at night. That's our usual um, 
schedule. But now we're trying to mix it up. So sometimes we do Magic Kingdom at night. Sometimes Hollywood, like Hollywood is amazing at night. I love the light, like the nightlife there. I love the music. I mean, it, it just, every park has a different feel to it at night. And I think we should have done that earlier just because Again, it's just a different feel, and you get to appreciate the parks um, differently at night. So, I mean, still, we we stuck with Epcot at night um, for the majority of the time. But, of course, now with Hollywood Studios, they have, like, the Star Wars Spectacular fireworks, which um, is killer every time. Um, but uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, so, again, like I said, we alternate. We do... still go to animal kingdom it's not our like in our top choices but it's like oh we haven't done animal kingdom in a while let's do it so one day when it opened up at 7 a.m we got there at rope drop to do flight of passage just because i've only done it one time before and this was like maybe a year and a half two years ago so i wanted to do that again just because i really enjoyed it um i call it soren on steroids so when we got there we didn't have a fast pass because of course it's all taken. So we had to do the standby line. We only waited for 30 minutes, which wasn't bad. But when we got there, it was literally a blockbuster line. Like we were almost outside of Pandora. We're like, guys, should we actually stay here? Or should we go to like Everest and do that like 10 times in a row? So we had to make a decision. We stayed there, but the line just kept moving. So we were we only stayed in line for 30 minutes, which was perfect. Um, and then literally with Animal Kingdom, we were there at 7 we probably finished all that we wanted to do by 9, 9.30, which is usually when the parks would usually open up. So we're like, well, shoot, okay, where do we go now? So after Animal Kingdom, we went to either Magic Kingdom or, or Hollywood, um, and then we would just continue with our day. Uh, but again, I think we got the most out of it that we possibly could. Like we, like I said, at least going to three parks a day. Um, one of my favorite memories from this past trip was in Hollywood Studios. I think it was like day three or day four where uh, we had some time on our hands. Again, since it opened up at six, we did everything that we could could have done um, and then more by like 10, 10.30. So we went to the first showing of Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. And for me, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Love me some indie. So we uh, sat down and for me, I was like, you know, I, I like being in front of people. And about two or three years ago, I got to experience being an extra at in Indiana Jones and uh, that was a phenomenal experience and I'm like okay I I got to check that off my list but I did not get to do the death scene so I don't know if you guys know but you know during every show as they're transitioning from acts and different sets they pick one of the extras and they have them do a death scene and uh, ever since I was a kid I wanted to be the one that was picked so uh, a couple years ago, when I got the chance to actually be an extra, I'm like, okay, now's my chance. To, now's my time to shine. Like I've been practicing my death scene, which might seem a little weird, uh, but I'm like, it's Oscar worthy. Like this thing will turn heads. So um, of course I puffed out my chest. I'm like, okay, you know, pick me, pick me. They didn't pick me that time. So I was like, okay, you know what? I got to do it again. So this trip, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get picked again. And my dad's like, Craig, you're you're in these stands with thousands of people. It's like, you're not going to get picked. I'm like, dad, dad, I will. I will get picked. Mark my words. And so we, we sit down, the MCs going through each section, like picking out, you know, one or two people when it comes to mine. Like, of course, what I do is I stand up, I wave my hands. I try to be as enthusiastic as possible. And boom, she picks me. And my dad just looks at me. I was like, that's right. Here we go. And so I walk down, um, 
we start the process. I'm like, okay, I, I have to place myself in a position or maybe closer to the quote unquote director to get picked. So, you know, we're, we're getting fitted for our robes. We're signing the, the liability waiver just in case anything happens, like we get burned or something like a stage falls on us. But uh, finally, when we made it to that, that death scene, um, they didn't pick me. Oh, they did not pick me. So again, I'm 0 for 2 uh, with being an extra and not doing the death scene. So in January, I'm going to try again. And this time I will, <clears throat> I need to get, I, I, I just need to show people that I can die and that I can die well, <laughs> if that makes sense. I know that's a little weird, but come on. Like I've been, uh, yeah, but anyway, that sounds very sad. still a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed being the extras or an extra for, um, for uh, Disney's uh, Indiana Jones Epic Sun Spectacular. And the cool thing is like, I literally my family and I go to a show at least once a trip. So when I'm down there, when I'm actually an extra, I get to see all of the actors because they sort of rotate through roles. Like the Indiana, the Indiana Jones is not always indie. He transfers to be the assistant director or the director for certain days. And then Marion, she's the same. Like she, she she's Marion for two or three days and then like a rest day, like she would then transfer to be a different character. So this, that like that's the cycle, and I can pick out like okay, I remember when this guy was indie, but right now he's the assistant director. Or I remember when I you know at the end of the show I came down, I I shook his hand, he he signed my autograph book, you know we took pictures. So it it was really cool to see that the people are still there, um, and still doing what they love. Um, so that was one of my favorite um, experiences there, uh, with my most recent trip, and then of course with. Food and Wine Festival comes with the concert series. Now, don't forget about that because that's phenomenal. They bring in some amazing acts, some amazing musicians. And so what we the the two or three people that we saw when we were down there, we started with the Baja Men. So we got to see them. Baja Men. Oh, bringing back memories. They, they're live who let the dogs out was great. Like they, they still got it. <laughs> they were doing synced up um, dance numbers. It was a blast. So uh, we saw them, and then they transitioned to Billy Ocean. Now, I love Billy Ocean. He's one of my favorite people to see live because right now, he, I mean, he's hes getting up there. He's like maybe in his 60s or maybe late 60s, but that guy, man, can he still sing? And he has some great tunes, some toe-tapping tunes, man. It's great. So um, did you do any uh, sit-down restaurants? So actually, we didn't. Like, for me, I'm always what? pushing. I know, I know. I'm always pushing to get the, like, do the sit-down restaurants. But part of me was like, my whole family's not here with me to experience. So I think we're going to hold off and do it when all of us are together. Because I want to share that experience with everyone. So I'm like, I'm completely fine with holding off. Maybe because, like, part of the reason was like, oh, hey, it's Epcot Food and Wine Festival. I can just get more, I can try more samplings or more food from the kiosk. So in January, when they don't have that, we can actually sit down. But some of the ones that I wanted to do this past trip were Skipper Canteen, which is like that Jungle Cruise theme restaurant in Magic Kingdom. Of course, I wanted to do Sanaa again. I wanted to uh, check out the 50s Primetime Cafe or even um, this the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Don't do it. Don't? Okay. Like the okay. theming is awesome. I love the theming. I love the, you know, B or C or even D rate films. Like, <laughs> well, of course. I mean, they, like they were fun awful. to watch or to put on its like background. Yeah, I mean, they were awful, and uh, I mean, that, that's what makes it fun. How's the food though? Like, that's what that's the downside. Like, amazing theming, but the food sucks. Gotcha. That's okay. Which, okay. Once again, 
good good do note. not understand why you can't do both i mean you're disney yeah but okay so you didn't do any sit-down restaurants that's no. kind of surprising to me no. i was i'm kind of shocked by that actually yeah, i know i know but I'm, again I'm pretty it's just, disappointed greg <laughs> well i mean you know it was it was just that that kind of feel that i was getting <laughs> like the 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 full party the full squ- heel squad was not was not with us so i was like i don't want to do that without them so i'm going to hold off and do it with them and have that awesome experience yeah definitely and, and my father and thomas t diddy watkins he completely like they understood like yeah okay so we were then able to experience more of the food and wine foods so i mean i think it was still a win-win because hey you know we're waiting for everyone else to come to enjoy the sit-down restaurants but i'm also getting more chances to try out some phenomenal food from some of the seasonal kiosks that do spring up. What about um, some rides? What kind of rides did you do besides? I mean, obviously you had Flight of Passage. You hit, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. you know, the you've hit some of the stuff in Star Wars Land. But like, did you hit any of the classic dark rides? Did you hit any of the like, like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I love this question. And so, literally for the past five or six trips, which equate to the past five or six years. <laughs> We haven't been doing a lot of dark rides just because when we get into the parks, like we we go to the ones that we want to do first, which is like Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Then we do the mountains. And then by the time that we're done with that, like Fantasyland's like overcrowded. Small World is 60 minutes. Peter Pan's Flight is 60 to 70 minutes. So we're like with with this new or with this, um, I guess, the new hours that, that we experienced, you know, with them opening up at seven. We were able to do so much more just because not a lot of people actually took advantage of that. So we had more of the park to ourselves. So then we were able to fly through so many rides that we would normally wait hours with, um, which allowed us then to go and do more of the dark rides. So we we revi- we revisited Haunted Mansion, which I know you love. That's your favorite yeah, ride. That is, that is the I best mean, heck, ride. You're the number one ghost host. So you took inspiration <clears throat> from that. And we did uh, Peter Pan's flight. We did Small World. We did even Winnie the Pooh's adventure. And not gonna lie, it's it's a great ride. Like yeah, I enjoy I it. I liked it. I liked I enjoy Winnie it. the Pooh. I yeah. don't think it's a bad ride at all. No, yeah, especially that 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 trippy part where you go through the half lump and woozles. Yeah, that is that that part is definitely a little trippy. My favorite part though is the the rainstorm. I, I love how it's dark and you can see like the water droplets like going. I'm through sorry, the page. I just got a uh, another uh, waft of the Beach Club candle smell. Oh, you did, and it's. I want to go back. <laughs> so for those of you who can't smell this episode, which I wish that we got to get on inventing that. Right? I know because that would be amazing for us to talk about Disney and then smell it. You know, like put it like, so other people can can experience the other senses that that we're yeah i mean like right hey you can listen and smell and and yeah and see eventually we eventually. might we might go to that line of maybe doing a youtube as well making our podcast youtube yes yes let us know if you want that um but yeah so we so before we we uh re- we started recording I, I i put on a beach club scented wax melt and uh, I think it, it definitely encapsulates the feeling of this episode as well as just, I guess, keeping us really energetic about, about the experience. Oh, yeah, man. I love it. It's the best smell. I love that so smell. So I'm glad that, that, that you got that waft again. Um, but we were talking about other rides. Yeah, so literally, like, like I said, we did three parks a day. One day we did all four parks. I think we did like literally every ride in every park just because, again, they opened up so early and we had so much time to go through them and still have so much more time left in the day. 
So that's what we did. Like we would just go hard. We would go ham, go go commando, as it were. And uh, yeah, we we just like would just knock every ride off our list. And then when we we're done with that that park, we would then actually stop. Like our transition to the next park would be to go to Epcot, just because uh, in like right next to the land, you have of course where like uh, Figment's Journey into Imagination is. There is an exclusive DVC or Disney Vacation member lounge that only DVC members can go into. So it's a lot like Club Cool where they have free Coca-Cola products that you can drink and they bring out snacks every 30 minutes. So you can just chill there. It's like a, a pure greenhouse. So you can see the land, you can see Spaceship Earth. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's a full 360 view. You can chill there for as long as you like. And honestly, when our last trip was quite rainy. Like it would rain quite a, quite a bit. But so whenever it, 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 whenever it would rain, we would go into the DVC member lounge, just chill there until the rain stopped. Then we would go out. So that was a really cool way to break it up between the parks and sort of reinvigorate us again. You know, get that caffeine, that sugar rush from the Coca-Cola products. Um, but um, yeah, I think we literally did every ride in every park. But some of my favorites are Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. I, I, I never tire of that. We do uh, Disney, uh, sorry, the um, Hollywood Tower Hotel, the Twilight Zone, Tower, Tower Terror. Terror yeah. um, we did a lot of Toy Story Midway Mania. Again, I could not break the $237,000 limit. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We did <laughs> Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Uh, but you can tell that ride's getting a little old. You yeah, know, it needs in some term- improving. Yes, definitely. Yeah. They just need to update it just because the ones the little um what what the little the the, the spaceship no the car the, yeah there you go thank you yeah the little car you know it would get a little looser like the joystick that i would try to control it with like it wouldn't really cooperate and then you could tell like like the guns they they weren't really firing so i'm like that's one of my favorite rides um and it again it just it I think it needs to be just updated uh, and and better maintained for it to transition into you know the 2020s. I think they they should focus on that if they want to keep it as as a mainstay in Tomorrowland. So um, let me ask a question here. Um, do you feel that um, you had a it, it was how did the let me put it this way how did you, how did you feel the experience went since you went with three people instead of your whole family like, yeah what so, made the yeah. change how did it yeah like what i touched upon earlier was it, it was a little bit of a transition like we had to adapt to it but again once we were able to get into beach club it's, we sort of fell into that groove of you know <sighs> it's our vacation again we would, of course, communicate with those back home. Uh, we would send them pictures. We would text them, let, letting you know them know what we're doing or how they're doing. Uh, but I mean, I think it was very enjoyable just because with three people, you can you can do. I think a lot. It's it's a lot easier. It, you're more nimble. I feel more agile, where you can just like cut through the crowds. Um, it's easier to stay together in line, stay together, you know, as you're walking. Um, and I think with with just three people there you are able to do more things on the fly um, as opposed to a bigger party because well you know people want to do different things so it's like well how can we coordinate that to make sure everybody gets what they want with three people at least with 
in, with my most recent trip, we were able to do things more spontaneously or agree on something quicker than what we would usually come to. Um, again, completely fine. And, you know, I, I love being with, with my full family. But it, again, it was just something different. It was a change of pace. But I really did enjoy that level of spontaneity that we did. Like one, one morning, we went through Animal Kingdom and we were on our way to, I think, Magic Kingdom. And my dad's like, hey, you want to, you know, stop and get Tonga toast at Polynesian? We're like, yeah, let's do it. So we we stopped there. We had a wonderful breakfast. And then we took the ferry from Polly to Magic Kingdom. And like that wasn't planned. And usually my dad, like he's to the T. Like, OK, guys, we I, I wrote out our schedule three weeks prior to the vacation. We're sticking to it. He sort of went off book. And that was really cool to see and really cool to experience. All right. So we have... <clears throat> How long have we been going, Greg? I, I think it's been close to an hour 15, like maybe 75 minutes or so. Okay, so we have, obviously, there's a lot you could talk about. Um, There's too much to talk about. Honestly. <clears throat> so what do we do? How about we um, kind of wrap up the episode um, a little bit. Um, okay. Um, Quickly here. Overall, your trip this time, how did you feel it went? Do you feel like uh, it was great to try it with just a few people? Um, would you do it again with just a few people? Would Or do you want more of your family there next time? Right. Overall experiences, thoughts, feelings of the trip. Yeah. I mean, overall, I would I would prefer the full family. But, you know, now we've gotten to a part in our lives where that might not be a, a factor. You know, it's like, oh, extenuating circumstances, extenuating circumstances are stopping certain people from you know, going, but it was, it was actually really enjoyable with, with a lighter load, with, um, a smaller group, even though I did terribly miss my family members that did stay. Um, so, I mean, again, loaded question, but I, I of course would always prefer the full family, the, the, the full seven, but it was, it was a different kind of trip, which I think sort of gave me a different perspective. And it sort of breathed a new um, sense of life into this type of vacation with Disney. And I really did enjoy it. It was, it's one of my better Disney trips um, just because I've, I've gone there so often that I can now start to rank them. It's definitely up there. Uh, really do enjoy it. Uh, the only reason why it's not number one is because, well, it's not with the full seven people of, of, of my family. Um, but again, I think I would do it again with, with, uh, people who are able to go um and again there were just so many new things that disney was doing that they released that they were going to release that that they added to the parks that i really did enjoy myself um and, and again it's like every trip is a new memory and i never find going to walt disney world is stale just because um not only can you go to places where you've been to for so long that it reminds you of your childhood but there are also new things that you can then just add on to that experience so it's like it's the best of both worlds and um, for me that's what makes me want to go back again and again and that's why I'm looking forward to like it sort of reinvigorated my love of Walt Disney World so I'm even more pumped to go my for my 27th time in about a month awesome i yeah. can't i still can't believe you've been to disney world that many times dude i know that's crazy i should branch out i should go to disneyland i should go to the other properties in the world like that is on my bucket list but again like you, you can't really beat walt disney world so 
let's uh, wrap up here, ladies okay. and gentlemen, today. We have... Put a little nice bow on it. But we have gone a little bit long-winded here, which is, is fine today. Oh, yeah. No, we're. I think we were going through a lot of good questions and a lot of good experiences. And Yeah, I mean, comments. there were definitely more questions I had, but we're going pretty long. Um, so let's uh, wrap up here, Greg. Okay. What are, where are some um, places that they could find us? Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Our handle is at MyDisneyAddicts. On Facebook, make sure to uh, follow us. Uh, it's just My Disney Addiction Podcast. And uh, finally, on Instagram, we are my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. And uh, before Isn't we... It under, my underscore Disney addiction? My yes. underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I yeah, that's mix fine. it up? Okay, anyway. Yeah, so uh, that's where you can find us on social media. And if you're interested in being a part of our episode uh, and maybe, you know, featuring uh, one of your favorite Disney quotes or even just yourself, you know, so you can so we can welcome you into the Disney addict family. How how will they do that, Chris? Well, you can take your phone, take a it's, it's going to be a phone, people. We know it's going to be a phone. Take your phone. Just record a, a little video or audio clip of yourself with your name, where you're from. And how long you've been a Disney addict and send it to my Disney addiction at podcast at gmail.com. And so definitely send it there. We want to feature you guys at the end of each episode. We want you guys to be a part of this, you know, email in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any questions, any podcast ideas, interact with us. We would love to have you guys um, be a part of this. This is obviously this is for me and Greg as part of our one of our outlets for talking about things that we love, <coughs> mainly Disney. I mean, we will talk about other things, maybe. But we want you guys to be a part of this conversation. We want you guys to be a part of the um, fun that is Disney, the experience. We want to hear from you guys, and we just want there to be a good outlet venue for you guys to be a part of that. So I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in this episode. Yes, and uh, as, as we leave you, we are going to uh, do our, our episodic quote. So even though this is from Disneyland, I, I still think this is a fitting quote to sort of end it off on uh, since we're talking about my, my experience yep. uh, with my 26th trip to Walt Disney World. Um, it is, to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. was a Titan cast episode.